This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis riding out on old Dan again this morning. Come on, folks. It's Monday morning. Let's get up and get a getting Dan. And uh, these folks standing around the cotton gin or the sawmill out there wanting to waiting and waiting waiting on the old Trailblazer. And uh, many of them have written me this past week or called me on the phone and said, Trailblazer, go on. Go on. I got an uh, email or a letter yesterday from a man up in North Louisiana. He said, Pastor, don't don't stop. Don't quit. Don't give up. It, even though it's sometimes it gets mighty dark, don't give up. I appreciate those kind of letters, and I wish you would let me hear from you or you are listening from. And if you would, help me with the broadcast a little bit. It takes money. I had a lady call me one day not long ago. I mentioned it to you. She said, Pastor Pendarvis, Trailblazer, you mean it costs money to stay on them radio stations? Oh, yes, ma'am, it sure does, and I told her that. It costs a lot of money, but we're the Lord has been faithful in bringing us to this hour, even to this hour, Monday morning. And uh, we bring you this study, have been on the work of the Holy Spirit and the uh, demon possession and all those things. We're looking today at uh, demonism. Oh, my friend, I wish you I wish you would stay tuned. Would you do that? Stay tuned. I've often been asked this question, Pastor, do we have demon possession today as we did during Christ's earthly ministry? The answer is yes, and probably more so. Then I've been asked the second question, why isn't demon possession manifested today as it would during Christ's early ministry? The answer is, wherever you have old-time Bible, Holy Spirit conviction, you have manifested demon possession. Everywhere the gospel goes out, Satan is always there, ready to snatch it away. The reason you don't see manifested demon possession under the average preaching today is because there's no spirit-indicted message. Let me repeat again that these demon spirits are capable of entering in and controlling both man and beast. In Mark 5, 8, we might have mentioned this in our last study, but we're going back over just a little bit. In Mark 5, 8, Christ commanded the unclean spirit, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit, which shows that the unclean spirit had absolute possession of this poor helpless man there in Mark. Go there and read it, Mark 5, 8. Listen, listen. And then man could only be released by the direct command of the Lord Jesus Christ. This truth is set forth in Mark 5.11. Now there were nigh unto the mountain a great herd of swine feeding. Hogs feeding, my friend. And all the demons besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. Now, my friend, this is God's word. That's not a fairy tale. Those demon spirits asked the Lord to send them into that herd of swine. That's right. And he did. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. And there were about 2,000. And they were choked in the sea, drowned. They went into the sea and drowned right there, my friend. 
Now here is, the, here is another characteristic of these demon spirits. And it is that they know Jesus is the Son of God and that they are finally to be confined to the place of torment. Here in the 8th chapter of Matthew, as we study this demon-possession man who said his name was Legion, and when Jesus had commanded them to come out, they cried out again, saying, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? Art thou come to hither, listen, art thou come to hither the torment us before the time? These demons never called Jesus Lord. They always addressed him as Jesus of Nazareth, or Jesus the Son of God, or the Holy One of God, but never as Lord, because no man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Spirit. This is one way that you can detect demon possession or Holy Spirit uh, imitation. The individual is always repeating him as speaking of him as Jesus, sweet Jesus, Jesus, thou son of God, but never as Lord. I go into the grocery store here in our local area, and a little girl standing there by the first aisle, check out aisle, have a Jesus day, Pastor. She knows me, and she, she, she thinks she's doing good, my friend. Oh, if I could just, if something could just go home to her heart. But, it, but no, unless the Holy Spirit takes it there. Let me say frankly and positively these words. Every individual who ever gets saved comes to learn without the shadow of a doubt of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. If you never learn him as Lord, I don't care uh, what experience you have or have had, you are not, you are not saved. I know the present-day theology regarding salvation is come on down. Trust Jesus as your Savior, and you will learn his lordship for your life later, later on. That is perverted theology, my friend. Every sinner before he gets saved learns the lordship of Christ and comes to know that God is on the throne and that he is sovereign. Oh, my friend. We could get into the sovereignty of God, if you would. I had a call from a man in Missouri a couple, not too long ago, and he was, he was a black man. He told me he was, I could tell by his speech. But he said, Pastor Pendorvis, he said, I'm a black sovereign grace preacher. A black sovereign grace preacher. I said, hey, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, brother. You got a little church? How many people you got? He said, I got 14, Pastor. I said, well, if you had 500, I'd say you didn't know anything about the sovereignty of God. But he's a, he's a great guy, my friend. Oh, listen, listen, I wish I had more friends like that. Now, uh, listen, every individual learns the lordship of Christ and comes to know that he's on the throne and that he is sovereign. When, Philipp, when the Philippian jailer f fell at his feet of Paul and Silas and those others, he said, sirs, 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 listen now. What must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? I've had folks ask me the same thing, and I give them the same answer. Believe, listen now, 
Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, his title means Jehovah, which means God on the throne, which means that God is sovereign, does as he pleases. Let me tell you something right here, my friend. Sit up and listen. The Lord doesn't owe you anything. No, if the Lord leaves you alone, you go straight to hell. I'm telling you, folks, people don't like to be plain and plain with them. But I'm, I'm, the Lord told me, tells me in his word, go forth and preach the gospel. Be instant, in season. That means to tell it like it is. Call names. You mean call names, Pastor? Yes. Once in a great while, I call somebody's name that's in rebellion against God, rebellion against the church, rebellion against the pastor. But not very often, my friend. Most of them slink away like an egg-sucking dog when you begin to tell them the truth, my friend. But listen, if you never learn that you will go, that you will go to hell for your trouble, if you never learn that God is sovereign, you may say, Pastor, that is emphatic. Well, bless your heart. We need some emphatic, positive, emphatic preaching along that line today because multitudes are going to hell under the guise of Holy Spirit imitation and that they are, listen, at the approval of the religious ministry today. Yes, these demon spirits have recognized, they recognize Jesus as a son of God. They know that he is deity, but they're, they're listen, Blind preachers, teachers, others today, they've been taught to doubt and disbelieve the virgin birth of Christ and his deity. The demons believe and tremble. They also know that someday they'll be cast into the place of torment. Oh, my friend, what a, what a time that will be. They know that they're going to hell. Isn't that something, my friend? Most of the folks that I know don't know that. They don't realize it. They don't believe it. But they are. If you never get saved, let me just be positive with you at this time. If you never get saved, you're going to hell too. Oh, Trailblazer, don't say hell. This lady called me the other day and she said, Trailblazer, don't, don't say hell on the radio no more. That scares me. Well, lady, I wish you'd turn to the Lord. No longer would you be afraid. Listen. They have blinded so many of our of their followers in the pulpit and the pew to the fact that there is a hell. When you hear anyone say, I don't believe there's a hell, or I don't believe in a future place of torment, you may know immediately that they are demon-possessed. Oh, my friend, the demon that possesses them believes there is a hell, and he has so blinded his victim he indwells and makes him believe that there is no hell so that he will never become concerned about getting saved, nor about his soul. We'll have more to say about that when we come to the doctrine of demons spoken of by the Apostle Paul in 1 Timothy 4th chapter. Now, another characteristic, another characteristic of these demons is that they belong to the power of darkness. We're going to stop right there. We're running out of time, but we'll be back here tomorrow. Remember, this is the old trailblazer, and I ask you oftentimes to hit me with the broadcast just a little if you possibly can. This broadcast is going out all over the world. Our website is www.radiomission.org. And, our, oh, my friend, you can hear us in Beijing, China. 
You can hear us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Go there to our website, radiomission.org, and you can find all of this information. Look at all the mission places we have, all the services that we have, our Sunday services, Voice of Truth early Sunday morning, Bible school are there at 10 o'clock our time, worship hour 11 o'clock, and then Sunday night, Oh, my friend, all of these messages, and they put in print. Many, 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 many of them have been put in print over the years, and we have those. If you name me a certain topic or a certain uh, message, I can send you a printed copy of it. Now we're going to put a lot of those things on the thumb drive, and we'll give, give you more inf- information about that later. Brother Glenn's working on the thumb drive and going back in the archives and putting a lot of Pastor Shelton messages and Pastor Gale's messages, Pastor Pendarva, and on and his brethren, Brother Glenn, Brother Freddie, and Brother Ken, and Brother Howard Brooks, and Brother Mel, Brother Mike, and all of those people on the thumb drive, my friend, and they're so inexpensive. But remember, my mailing address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And if you would, call me, and I'll be glad that some of the folks call me and ask me a question or two. I'll try to answer them if I can. And I have that little pamphlet I put out, Pastor Shelton did back there many years ago, questions and answers. You ask me, and I'll send you that. It's about 30 questions. He, tomorrow, maybe tomorrow I'll... I'll ask you some of those questions and give you the answer. But remember, we're here each day, Monday through Friday, at the same time with the old Trailblazer and old Dan. We're riding out on old Dan, kind of frosty out there sometime, but we we still going. And then remember, we're here in Walker, Louisiana, 9559 Florida Boulevard in Walker for our regular church services. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis thanks listeners who emailed, called, and wrote him recently with encouragement to continue airing this broadcast. If you have not done so, take a moment to let Pastor Pendarvis know you appreciate this ministry. Email pastor at radiomissions.org or call 225-664-8658. That's pastor at radiomissions.org or call 225-664-8658. 